Hi, welcome back to Conspiracy Theories with Kathleen and Lucas. On this episode, we're going to talk about driving, road trips, sandwiches, and other random stuff. You know, we'll just see how it goes. I'm here with Lucas. How are you doing today, Lucas? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. It's really uh, rainy and haily today here, so um, it's kind of nice. I mean, it's going into winter, so I like that. It's November 30th by the time we're recording this. It's, it should be winter by now, right? I know. I know. So, yeah, we're okay. Oh, the other thing we should talk about today, um, at some point, we can talk about it now if you want. Um, December 1st is tomorrow, and that is the start of something exciting for us, isn't it? Oh, Secret Santa? Okay, yep, that too. <laughs> Wait, what are we doing starting tomorrow? What's December 1st? Oh, okay. oh, oh, okay, okay, wait, 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 uh, totally forgot about this. Yeah, guys, um, we are, well, me and Kathleen are gonna start the 30-day ab challenge. Um, this is going to be really exciting, guys. Um, you guys can join in if you guys want. I'm, I'm going to try to pull up the um, what you sent me over okay. email, just so like people understand like what are we going to go through. Um, we it's... don't get jacked. <laughs> the challenge. I think I've done it either one or two times before, and it actually works. I think just from the sheer repetition of doing something and like being committed to doing something for 30 days. Um, and it's not too bad. I mean, by the end, it's just a lot of reps of each exercise. So it takes a long time. So sometimes uh, you can like split it up. If you're like, uh, I don't want to do like 200 of these things right now. Um, yeah, for some reason it's not loading. Ugh. Anyways, I just remember like looking at the first day and I'm like, oh, that's so easy because it's like mm -hmm. it's five push-ups and like a 10 second like plank. Yeah, it's like, just like really short things like that. Yeah, and then like, the, what's the last day though? It's like... Um, let me see if I can get it. The last day ends up being something like... It's like 200 crunches or 200 something. 200 something, yeah. There's, I think there's four different exercises. The last day, 125 sit-ups, 200 crunches, 65 leg raises, leg raises and 120 second plank you know what i don't know why we started we wanted to start this on in december because we have like christmas and the holidays people are going to be eating plus oh. like that probably means we're probably going to be doing like 100 120 <laughs> like 
or like whatever push-ups on New Year's Eve. So yeah, <laughs> you didn't think about All right. that. No, we did not. <laughs> on Christmas, <laughs> sent a Snapchat of us like doing like a hundred crunches, like woo! reply plank, and it's like us <laughs> holding the phone in front of us as our like face is turning red. And, like people dressed are, in your like, Christmas outfit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like people are opening presents or whatever, and we're just like. <laughs> we're like we're so committed to our abs <laughs> we can't take that <laughs> off for Christmas back to our main topic of this episode which is driving slash road trips um yeah uh let, let's start about let's let's start with our own sort of experiences with road trips because i feel like road trips on the west coast are completely different than mm-hmm. road trips on the east coast because like on the east coast like even if you're taking a train ride for like 10 minutes you're in a completely different state <laughs> like that's true. <laughs> Not the same as California. Like, for for someone in New Jersey, where would be your average like road trip destination be? Um, so an easy road trip. I mean, depends how long or how far away you want it to be. But you can easily go to Boston. For me, like Philly, I think it's about like two hours. That's DC. nothing. That's not a road trip. That's a commute in the Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's a road trip then? How many hours? Like, I always, I always assumed like a real road trip was like at least like you, you spend like a majority of the day like in the oh. car. Um, like the most common road trip for me is San Francisco to LA, and like I, I know a lot of the LA kids or San Diego kids come up to San Francisco, and that's like a that's a road trip. That's like at least seven hours. Okay, yeah, for me that's like from New Jersey to Canada is about seven hours. <laughs> that's a good road trip. Um, other road trips I've done were mostly um, into Appalachia, so going to like West Virginia or something. That would be a good like twelve hours. Maybe. Yeah, that, that's a real road trip. Yeah. Like, did you like do it as a kid though? Like, I mean, no, that was more high school when I went doing that. I think the farthest road trip I did as a kid. I mean, you're not going to call it a road trip now, but <laughs> our big road trip. For vacation was going down the shore so going to the beach which was like a little over two hours away that was our summer thing so what you would like wake up early or like what i mean like leave in the morning get there like afternoon um unpack all the stuff go to the beach and then we were there for about a week um so that was like our big vacation you would stay there for a week yeah that was like a vacation time okay interesting um you didn't you didn't do like any day trips where like you would like wake up early kind of like drive somewhere and then drive back um honestly the only things i can remember right now are things like that i did for visiting colleges um because we wouldn't want to stay overnight so you'd wake up drive to like i don't know 
Yale or something like that. It's a little far away, and then see you and then drive back. That's Do about the college it. College road trip. College road trip. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a Raven Simone movie. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah, and she wants to go to Georgetown, doesn't she? I never actually watched the movie, so I think, like... I think that's part of the movie. Either she wants to, or her dad went there, or something. Something about Georgetown's involved in the movie. <laughs> Like, so what's your road trip then as a kid? Well, going back to the college college road trip kind of thing, like, you're so lucky being on the East Coast to where, like, a, there's so many schools around you. Um, and you can just, like, visit, like, the entire Ivy League or whatever, or, like, state schools in different states. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> like, and when my brother was looking at colleges, um, my parents flew all of us out to the East Coast on the pretense that it was a vacation. Like they kept telling me, oh yeah, it's a, it's a vacation. We're gonna go to like Boston, you know, just hang out. And we're, while we're in Boston, like we're, we spent <laughs> most of our time like in Cambridge. Or, like, yeah. Looking at like Boston College and then we just head south from there all the way down to uh, Duke in uh, North Carolina and I'm like this, oh, wow. isn't, this isn't a vacation this is an entire like college road trip for me <laughs> and I just happen to be stuck like in the car <laughs> like um okay wait wait small tangent this probably never happened to you um but like while we were in the car for many road trips whether it be like on the west coast or east coast there's something that like my brother always did that is kind of gross but like i never really minded it but like i hear other people complain about it and it's um my brother was really like only got really comfortable in the car if he took off like his shoes and then his socks and put his feet up on the like um the thing in the middle like uh uh-huh. yeah what's that i don't know what that's called but i, I know what you're saying you know what i'm talking about right yeah. uh, between shotgun and the driver's seat yeah and like my brother would always like stick his feet there and like just be on his phone or his ipod or whatever we had back then and um (laughs) like it was such a normal sight to me and then like so many people like i've heard later on say like that is the grossest thing you can do like on a road trip I feel like that's not gross if you're with your family. You know, I wouldn't do that with a bunch of strangers in the car, but um, I definitely am a fan of taking off your shoes. I I don't know. This is not, I don't think this is legal to do, but I like to dry without shoes on also. <laughs> so. Wait, 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 wait. If, if you're wearing shoes when you get in the car, do you take them off and dry <laughs> Only this is a conspiracy theories like hot topic right now. <laughs> hot <laughs> you guys, yeah, hot take guys. We're, we're dropping the big opinions now. <laughs> Do you like? I we, we need to hear you guys respond back after you hear this episode. Tweet to us <laughs> <laughs> if you guys drive without shoes. <laughs> So, okay, for me personally, I wouldn't take off, like, sneakers or something, but if I'm wearing sandals or flats or something <laughs> that comes off easily, I would just take it off because I prefer to, to have my bare feet. 
Did you not do that? Do you think it's safer to drive like barefoot than with sandals? Um, honestly, maybe. I mean, flip flops sometimes like get stuck or something. So if it's just your feet, then there's no shoe that's gonna get stuck. <laughs> Why is this so funny? <laughs> and then you just leave your like your sandals to like I don't know, like or your flip flops to just like I don't know, roll around or slide around underneath. They're not gonna roll around. <laughs> or do, do you hold it with the other foot? <laughs> No. Do you keep them stable? No. <laughs> I'm crying I, now. <laughs> I do think it's not legal for some reason. So I don't know if I should be broadcasting this, but let me I'm gonna look Kathleen it up really quick. Out here breaking laws. <laughs> I don't think that's okay. illegal. I just think it's so like odd to do. Um, have you ever done that? Is it just me? I, I feel like I heard someone else do it. Uh, oh, no, no. There was there was someone famous who did it. And that's, um, what's, what's his name? The guy, uh, Ben from Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. This was, this was um, something they were talking about. Um, and he was some, he was, he's from Santa Cruz. And I think he was talking about how that's like a Santa Cruz thing. And like, I never did it because I never, I don't really wear flip-flops around. So mm-hmm. I guess if you have like one famous person on your side, you're okay. But like, that's still, <laughs> that's still so weird to me. Um, just one quote from this article I'm looking up. It says, driving barefoot seems to be a guilty pleasure shared by many, despite the confusion <laughs> around its legality. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was true, but I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd never write a song about you And I know you didn't want me to Or maybe you do Creature of habit Creature of habit The house is immaculate The house is immaculate The house is immaculate Driving while barefoot is legal in all 50 states. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Where where did the rumor come from that, like, it's illegal? I feel like it's something that, like, people would think would be illegal, but, like, it actually is. I don't know. 
I don't know where that came from because, I mean, it didn't stop me, but I did think it was legal. (laughs) (laughs) So, I guess in this case, we can definitely say it is frowned upon in some cases. Yeah, I guess. I mean, just by your reaction, maybe. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm frowning upon it, but I think it's so weird and out there of like a guilty pleasure that like it comes to mind when you think of guilty pleasures (laughs) i guess i I wouldn't have thought of that so now i have a good answer if someone asked me that (laughs) what's a fun fact about you um well (laughs) i love driving (laughs) (laughs) that's okay um (laughs) next topic we're Okay, I guess so, that, was stem- that was stemming off of the road trip topic. Sorry, we got a little off there. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't think it's weird to take off your shoes. I don't general. think it's weird to take off your shoes in a car with your family. Yeah. Um, if you're with, like, f- close friends, maybe. Like, if, yeah. you got- if you guys know you're going to be in a car for, like, eight hours, like, get comfy. <laughs> get comfy, yep. <laughs> um. Honestly, like, the most memorable, like, sort of road trips for me would be, like, sometimes going to, like, Las Vegas from, um, from, like, SF. And this was, like, back in the day when we had, like, a real van for our family of four. So you would have, like, my dad driving the entire way, my mom, um, like, telling him where to go or whatever. Um, And then, like, you would have two rows and instead we would always start off with like me and my brother sitting in like the two middle, middle chairs of the Mm -hmm. van. And then like throughout the trip or like some, sometime during the trip, like when we stopped for gas or something like that, I would move to the back row and my brother, my brother Mm -hmm. would have like his own row. Like he has, he would have an extra seat next to him. Um, Mm -hmm. while I would have the entire back row to myself and I can like have a pillow back there and just like lie down. Yeah, you could lay down back there. My my brother would put up his feet (laughs) in the (laughs) row. So that, that's what it would look like on an average Chan Chan family road trip. Um, (laughs) and back then, back then you would have like the iPod with like 64 gigs of music of like ra- random uh-huh. music that like I'm just listening to and like I'd wake up and you know I would randomly hear like some meatloaf and th- those are the kind of songs that I like uh-huh. associate with like road trips like just random songs actually a lot of like 90s and 2000s like power ballads yeah. or 80s yeah. power ballads like I don't know why that in that context was where I was introduced to the concept of power ballads <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's good to sing along to. I mean, so would you sing along out loud or not really? Because I, you'd be I listening never, to your own music in your car. Never sang out loud in the car. Um, although there was one time. Um, this is this is a small tangent. Um, That's fine. <laughs> there was a there was a time my brother got so mad at me um, in the car because for some reason, like I think my like my ipod ran out of batteries or something like that and like only my brother's ipod had um battery in it and Mm -hmm. so we would like take turns listening to music on it on this trip to tahoe or whatever um (laughs) and my brother got so mad because he's he handed me like the ipod he's like 
all right, you get one song, and then it's back to me, and then it's back to you, mm-hmm. whatever. And I chose the, like, notoriously long song. Um, this was, like, 2005 or something like that, when American Idiot came out. Like, I listened to Green Day's um, Homecoming off American Idiot, and that's, like, eight minutes and I was like, I was like watching my brother. Like after two minutes, he's like looking over at me. He's like, "Is the song done yet?" I'm like, "No." And I yeah. like show him the iPod and show him like it only went like this far on the bar. And he's like, well, "What are you listening to? Why is it so long?" And like throughout the entire like eight minutes, like my brother is like getting increasingly more furious. <laughs> and then like after like eight minutes, I handed him back the iPod. He would listen to like a song for like two minutes 30 seconds hand me back the ipod and then i chose the other long song to listen to which is like <laughs> nine minutes off that album oh my god and like my brother like was so mad throughout that trip because like i only kept listening to like the longest like power ballad songs <laughs> you're pissing me off a way to cheat the system yeah um <laughs> i think i think those long songs are to me the ultimate road trip songs because like you need to drown out like the random noise of driving um yeah that's true what, what do you what do you normally listen to just in general in the car or for like a long road trip i don't know Let's start with like road trip music road trip well, I mean, I like to go through different playlists, so I loved having um, Lucas made me several different playlists for different road trips that I was going on. So I love listening to those because it's just like a collection of songs that are not like all one artist; they're like different, but they're all like fun. Um, I generally have a sometimes I listen those. to. Yeah, here wait. Let me see if I can. Oh, I named them. One I named like Lucas playlist summer 2017. <laughs> Playlist two, summer twenty seventeen. There's one oh the one that you made, um, fall twenty sixteen, that was right before I was studying abroad. You named I'll see you soon. I love that one. That was like all of the favorite things that we listened to um on the radio show that semester. Um and then there's two from summer twenty sixteen also. I have a lot from you. Yeah. A lot of random wow. music that I just like dumped on you (laughs) i love it um Um, yeah or like i listen to full um soundtracks or something like i mean i love hamilton so (laughs) that takes a long time to go through if you listen to all of hamilton um or mostly like older 
songs, but older as in like 2000s or like the emo <laughs> music, you know? That's not not surprising. Not considered, well, I guess it's considered older, but like in my head, I was, I was thinking you were saying like oldies music. <laughs> no, like, that's no. That's definitely not oldies music. <laughs> I know, yeah, that's not oldies. Um, this is a classic, well, this is a classic song in like My Chemical Romance comes on. <laughs> classic song by My Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows it. Um, yeah. So wait, wait. So what, what were you listening to in the car for like long, quote unquote, long trips uh, for like two hours? <laughs> oh, um, well, back then, like if I was going with my family, we had a lot of different CDs. So love the Shrek soundtrack. Have like two different CDs from Shrek. Somebody. Um, <laughs> Yep, that's a great one. Um, we also, I mean, back when I was, like, younger, I had all those, um, the now, that's what we call music, whatever, CDs. I listened to those with my dad. Um, Avril Lavigne CD, love that one. Hilary Duff. Oh, yeah, what? That what was Hilary back into She's, like, living a normal life, I think. She has, like, a kid. She's, uh well-rounded person i, th- I think that's I think. the way to go like make all your money as like a child star and then do nothing the rest of your life and you kind of just like hang out like you have that money coming in you don't really have to work too much and you can also like live an anonymous like private life without like people harassing you yeah. that's the way to go and then when you're older you make a I feel... <laughs> yeah but i feel like just from what we see in the media it's really hard for child stars to not get like messed up from that kind of life when they're young you know unless you're like the sprouse siblings and they just went to nyu and like they they knew they were were making their money and then they wanted to get an education and then they have the choice to you know either live a normal life or you know make money on what is it riverdale (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean, I think, yeah, you're right. That's the way to go. Maybe you just can't get started too young. You have to, someone in your family or someone has to kind of set some boundaries so you don't get, like, too involved and get, like, messed up from the whole world, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I think kids just need to play on their own and, like, find things out for themselves without, like, people telling them, oh, you have to do this if you want to, like you know, be, like, a cool child star or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see about, like, the kids of Stranger Things, how they turn out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they already look... This is just kind of, like, a facet of the media and how the general trend is right now, I guess. But they already look so much older than you would think, you know? If they go it's to the award stress. shows or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the stress. It ages um, them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how they dress and everything? It looks like what little adults would wear. Yeah, like I miss the early 2000s when like to dress up to go to events for some reason meant to dress down. And like you would have like <laughs> Yeah, you would have like people showing up in like weird button downs um and like sweatpants and t-shirts on like the red carpet like in my head every time i think of like a really laid back um movie premiere i think of randomly the movie premiere for like ice age 2 
or whatever. And like Ray Romano and his family shows up and they look like an average family, but like not even dressed up. Like, <laughs> like to me, I'm like, this is the ultimate family movie because they already established themselves as a profitable <laughs> franchise. And now they know they're just appealing to like 90% of like American families. So like, it would be really weird if they showed up in tuxedos or whatever for a movie premiere. Yeah. <laughs> All the photos from movie premieres from that like time are so funny because it's just people. Yeah, just the fashion is so <laughs> weird. Like, we're we're gonna look back on like the mid two thousands and like how bling rap was like a thing, <laughs> like how what bling rap, like oh yeah, like you would have like people with like weird like sagging pants and like sideways like hats and like. Back then, we thought that was cool, and now we're just like, uh, that's not like classy at all, and that's like <laughs> not cool. But like, it's kind of funny. Like back in the day when like Fifty Cent was like a big deal. Like we love Fifty Cent. And yeah, he's, he's kind of reinvented himself as like a parody of like himself. I feel like that's that's the way to go. Like you make your mark seriously on like something, on like a movement or whatever. Like back when like t-pain was like at his prime and he was wearing like his top hat and whatever like that was cool (laughs) now that it's kind of out of fashion like you kind of you know you you respect the time but like also you're you're kind of a parody of yourself you're all like oh you know that was just a different time uh (laughs) you know i don't really you know wear that but like back then it was really cool you kind of acknowledge that kind of like michael bolton yeah there's so many people randomly who are just like sort of a parody of themselves but like also like who was this person you said michael bolt michael bolton you know who he is he's like the singer from like the 90s and 80s like really cheesy power ballad like kind of rough stuff to be honest like when you're listening to it now like it's the song that goes like when a man loves a woman like those kind of like cheesy like songs now he's like (laughs) Now he, like, works with, like, Lonely Island to do, like, Jack Sparrow. Oh, really? That's him. Wow, okay. So, okay. like, he, he understands that he made a lot of money, like, in the 90s and 80s doing, like, really cheesy, like, power ballads. And now, like, he's doing, like, sort of comedic stuff, like, making fun of himself, but, like, also, like, very self-referential, you know? I think that's what happened with, I was randomly, like, looking up Jeff Goldblum last night um because i was watching like randomly like his over and under video on youtube or whatever and like okay he like he was a huge star in like the 80s and 90s and then like he took a step away and like he was doing a few other movies which is fine but now he's like everywhere because like he's he's sort of had like a career resurgence after like you know rebranding himself like he's no longer young anymore and he's like not as young as he was or like whatever as in jurassic park but like now he's like he knows he's older and he kind of acts like that and he like acts like a silver fox kind of like movie star he's he's transitioned so he embraces yeah, it. he's transitioned really well into like that older age like actor so great for him that's good yeah that's great. How did we get on this tangent? 
I really don't know. <laughs> um, we were talking about power ballads, I guess, or road trips. Yeah. I guess. I don't know how we got to the fashion of movie premieres, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> Um, that's fine. <laughs> um, okay, I'm, I'm trying to think of like the embarrassing music I actually listen to like on long road trips. <laughs> and I remember like the one song that I randomly listened to a lot <laughs> because it was just so long and like I conditioned my body to fall asleep during it was okay. um, I would do anything uh, for love. But I won't do that by Meatloaf. Do you know that song? Probably. Do you want to sing a few lines of it? I don't know if I can sing it, but like it's it's this monster song that's like the full. I think the full version is like eleven or thirteen minutes, and it wow, that's long. I think it holds like the record for like longest song to ever reach number one. <laughs> like. Billboards. Is that song reached number one? Yeah, like it was that long. How is that even possible? Like, I think the radio edit version of the song is also like six minutes. Like they managed, oh my they gosh. managed to cut like five or six minutes from the full length song, and it's still like five or six minutes. Wow, that's ridiculous. Um, um, but it's... when you're talking about long songs, the one that I keep thinking of is um. It's called, it's called What Goes Around Comes Around, I think, by Justin Timberlake. That's the main long song that I think I know. How long is that? Seven-ish minutes, I think. I think seven to eight minutes is, like, the standard, like, if you're going to make a long song for an album, like, seven to eight minutes is, like, the usual time for a really long song. And then you would have, like, your 11 to 12-minute stuff, which is, like as experimental like as possible like let's drag this out just to see you know if anything sticks um but those don't normally get as popular i would say there, there are a few really really long songs that like are really popular like that meatloaf song um actually the, the examples i'm thinking of are songs that are written by what's his name jim steinman or something like that um and he keeps writing these really, really long songs, and he was really successful in the 80s and 90s um, for his long songs. He wrote a lot of songs for, like, Meatloaf and Celine Dion. He wrote that song, um, which is the theme for our last episode, which was like, and it's all coming back to me. You know that song? Mm -hmm. Like, I think so. that's, like, I want to say, like, eight minutes, and there's so many, like, chord changes and, like, different key changes and different random like sections in the song that just like keep going on um and those are just really long songs and those all hit like number one for some reason wow oh he wrote he, he also wrote total eclipse of the heart which is like uh, that's another like ridiculously long song yeah <laughs> like how does that go is it's like turn around that's like one section of the song right and it yeah. goes on for like two minutes already that's like a full song so long, so long I would do
tried to sing that for a tryout for a play in middle school, and I don't sing. And I remember I was forcing myself to try to try out for the singing for one time in my life, and I had to sing that song. And it was so, so bad. I have like traumatic memories from doing that on a stage. <laughs> I have so many bad memories from like the musicals in high school, just because like in my high school, it was either um, you ran as part of the cross country team, um, mm-hmm. which I didn't want to do because I like was afraid of like my asthma coming back. And like, I'm also not, yeah. I'm also not that athletic of a person. So I played tennis, <laughs> yeah, um, which is like short sprints here and there, which I can totally do. I can't do like a total, like several mile, like cross country. Like, like, and like you're just surrounded by people running at the same pace, and like I'm like I, I can't keep up with you people. Like I'm so afraid of that. Like I am gonna I'm gonna stop right here, and you guys should go ahead. I'll just stop. You guys go ahead. So in my high school, it was either you were part of the cross country team, or you were part of the musical, and I was all like, I think the musical might be easier, but I'm not sure. <laughs> so I tried out for that. And I was so bad at singing, like. But you're not bad at singing, though. No, no, no! I'm unbelievably bad at singing because, like, the the kids who did the musical at my high school, they were so talented, and I was just like, I'm kind of just here for like, you know, the social social events, <laughs> like, yeah. whatever. And like, some people were like really into it, and it was it was so weird. Um, like, people were, like, putting so much effort into, like, you know, specific lines or whatever. And, like, I'll be in the background, like, so do I, like, come on stage now? Or... <laughs> so what was your part? Like, I was so bad at these guys. What? Did you get a singing part then after that? Or no? Like, I was part of, like, I was part of the songs when everybody was singing. <laughs> so, yeah. like, so I, I never had a solo and I never had, like, a, like... I didn't. I I never had a singing part where you could distinctly hear my voice. It was oh, always yeah. with like the entire cast, which is like fine for me. Mm-hmm. Like I was just glad to be part of the process. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Um, I didn't do it in high school because that was a whole separate thing. But in middle school, with some of my friends, I was like, oh yeah, I'll be part of the play. So I think for sixth and seventh grade, I was part of the play, and I just remember. I mean, I knew I wasn't good at acting or singing or dancing, but I had taken dance classes for like a while, you know, just for fun. And so there were these separate tryouts to try out for dance. We had to learn a routine and then do it. And then you got to be cast in like the special dance scene where only like half the people were in. And I remember thinking I did so well in the tryout and then I wasn't picked for it. And I was like, what the heck? I know I'm not that good, but I thought it went so well. <laughs> So I was only in the scenes where it's like everyone is in it for everything. <laughs> Did you have like a speaking role or anything? Oh no, I don't think I ever had any lines. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had like one line in like the three musicals I did in high school, <laughs> and like, and like I'm pretty sure I messed it up on like two of the three nights we were doing it. <laughs> like, it was just like so unfortunate like yeah like for it (laughs) i was i think the roles i excelled at were the roles where 
you know, I was a background character and you kind of, you know, when, when you're a background character, you have like things going on in front of you and that's like the main story or whatever. And in the background, they tell you like basically act like you're, you know, an average person or like uh-huh. a person that fits into the scene and you have your own story or whatever. Uh-huh. And so like, to me, that was basically like a signal to say like, oh, have your own conversations in the background. <laughs> and like, I'm just talking to friends, like, you know. That's, that's what you had to do, right? In the background, they're like, oh, make it look like you're chatting or something. Yeah, so musicals weren't my thing. And like, I was actually, ne- this, is, this is another hot topic. I'm not a huge fan of musicals in general. Really? Yeah, like musical, like numbers, they're okay. Like actually seeing musicals, I'm not a huge fan, to be honest. Like I, I understand, I understand people are into them. They're just not my thing. Um, yeah, maybe it's because like the Lion King ruined me or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why did the Lion King ruin you? What does that mean? I don't know. That was. I think that was, it was either that or Mamma Mia, that were my first like. <laughs> my first introduction to like Broadway musicals or whatever mm-hmm. and I went to go see The Lion King um, as a kid and I remember like that first moment of like feeling really tense because my my mom was like oh Lucas you want to sit on the side right by the aisle and I was like okay, okay I can see better from this angle or whatever so I'm like right uh-huh. in the middle like right basically at the front um in the aisle seat or whatever and the lion king starts off and like the place goes dark and they're singing like circle of life or whatever and like giraffes are going down the aisle and i'm like don't touch me (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like leaning and i'm all like i thought they were supposed to be on the stage (laughs) like so that that was kind of weird um also like i remember watching like mamma mia and i'm like this is good but also like as a little kid i don't really fully understand what's going on on stage i kind of like the abba music but like other than yeah, that, I, mean, I, don't little, else. I don't really get it that much um yeah and sometimes like i just want to like get up like with a movie i can like pause a movie get up and like do other things and come back and like sit down you know sometimes i'm restless like that um, yeah that's true so maybe maybe it's just like i don't know there's, some, there's something about like watching people do stuff on stage and like if there's a possibility of like messing up or something like that kind of scares me like same circus um just watching a movie rather than seeing a live show or something like that yeah because sometimes with like a live show like something bad can happen like there's always that possibility and and i know i know like that's very like cynical of me i i just feel pressure because I, I, you know i understand that pressure to be on stage and like getting everything right or whatever so that's kind of scary same with yeah. Cirque du <laughs> yeah Cirque du Soleil scares me sometimes i'm like oh oh god <laughs> like i've been to so many Cirque du Soleil shows in my lifetime and i don't know why like my parents were just really into Cirque du Soleil when we'd go to vegas and they're all like oh let's go see one Cirque du Soleil show and then we ended up like throughout the course of like the next few years watching every Cirque du Soleil <laughs> show like imaginable and we had like the DVDs. So like my parents would like wow. we had the DVDs and we had the weird music that I randomly listened to like in a CD player in the car. 
like for road trips. Linking this back. I don't remember. It's not even like popular music. It's just weird <laughs> soundtracks. Does it even work? <laughs> no. <laughs> you have like, you have like a weird string section, and then like some French Canadian guy singing, like vocalizing some weird stuff, and like I'd be listening to like that on like a skip list CD player in the back of a van. <laughs> that sounds so weird. <laughs> and that was my childhood. Okay. <laughs> it was so okay. weird. I was like, I had like that weird CD player, and like I would have like that weird um, CD bag where you like slip in. <laughs> oh CDs. yeah, I have that. I have that. <laughs> and like, you know, sometimes you just get really bored listening to one CD, so you would switch it up, and then randomly i'd like fall asleep and wake up and like two hours have passed and I'll, i've listened to the cirque du soleil <laughs> soundtrack <laughs> on repeat while you're sleeping like i thought like a few songs were good and that's already weird to say that i liked a few songs from the cirque du soleil soundtrack <laughs> So, well, everyone has their own things that they like. That's interesting. <laughs> That's probably like the weirdest thing like anyone can make fun of me for. Like, you like Cirque du Soleil music. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's not even good. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's so embarrassing. Um, but what, okay. do you listen to, what do you listen to now? Like, you just listen to the playlists on like road trips or whatever? For road trips, yeah, playlists or just my iPod on shuffle. My iPod is actually, it's almost full of music. So I don't know what I'm going to do now because I haven't even updated it with music recently. So <laughs> it just oh. perpetually stopped at like, what is it, 2009 or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can only listen to music from before 2009. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I it's think also I'm a little sad. It's, Sometimes when I'm playing it in the car, it'll just like freeze and then it won't play anymore. I'm like, no, please survive. That's such <laughs> um, a durable iPod, though. It's been around for like that long. Yeah, I actually don't know. I think I looked it up once. I want to see what year it's from. Maybe like 2007 or something. Does that sound right? Maybe older than that or younger than that. I don't know. Let's talk about our favorite driving songs. So we, we've, we've talked about, um, well, I've talked about really long songs as like my go-to like for road trips. Um, and I think that's kind of like linked in with like what I've been listening to over the past few years, which is mostly just the Grateful Dead. Um, mostly because their, their stuff is so long. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, you don't actually listen to the studio recordings. You listen to, like, them playing live, and, like, every time 
there's a different live recording from like I don't know the 60s to like the 90s or whatever or 80s um it's it's usually really long because all they do is they just jam like they have like a set song they start off with so it's like the first two minutes like we'll play the song the next eight minutes it's like <laughs> like we're just gonna noodle around on the guitar and see how that works just them playing music wait what but then for that time it's no words it's just them playing like they would like maybe say like the chorus like maybe and then they'll just like keep playing and you hear like themes and you kind of listen for that and, like it's good music to drown out if you're like doing something but it's also really good music if like you want to focus in on like a particular moment and you're all like oh that sounded really cool when like yeah. you know jerry did that on the guitar or whatever so yeah. i've been listening to that on long road trips but for like short like errands or like commutes or whatever um say if i'm driving to like i don't know like for like half an hour mm -hmm. max i would have my driving playlist um and like it, ch it changes all the time but like i realized the theme for my driving playlist are songs of like a steady beat okay um, yeah not necessarily they, they have like they have different genres um you can have different genres and you have different like singers or whatever but like these are songs that generally are vaguely related to driving in the first place okay. like whether it be from like the music video or whatever and then like a steady beat like the, the one song that we've we've enjoyed over the years and we think is the ultimate driving song is girl by beck for some yes. reason that's that's a really good driving song it is a good driving song <laughs> like you have that steady beat um the music video kinda is vaguely with him driving um it keeps you awake and like keeps you like focused so that's mm -hmm. that's a good driving song yeah um what's another driving song you would listen to um for me it depends if i'm driving in something that's more a place that's more rural like country i love listening to country like pop country it's just like driving through mountains it's like you want to be listening to country it just feels right i don't know but not like real country you know the pop country. you're never like driving in the woods or whatever and you throw on some like nwa or easy or whatever uh, no cruising <laughs> down the street in my six um <laughs> i'm trying happens. to see no <laughs> <laughs> or like for me, I made a list of some songs that I like to sing to. Mostly for me, I like singing in the car if I'm by myself. Yeah, so if I'm by myself, I'll sing. It needs to be songs that are really good for singing, like some good Avril Lavigne, you know, What the Hell, <laughs> things like that. It's just like you can just belt it out. I love doing that. Or the ultimate driving song, which is um, Life is a Highway, Rascal Yeah, <laughs> Yep, that is... <laughs> Perfect driving song. <laughs> it's from the Cars soundtrack.
have real-time uh, interaction with our listeners because I feel like I want to have more audience feedback, but we just have to be like, when you listen to this, text us and let us know your answer. It's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Before I jump into my driving playlist, you need to, we need to do a poll, like, maybe after this, like, or, like, if you have your phone out, like, or whatever, like, put in the group me, ask people. I've asked you this before, and I think I've sort of confirmed my hypothesis, but put in the group me, like, a poll saying if you are a, um, if you know the song um, Goodbye Earl by Dixie Chicks and like ask if like, yes, I'm a girl and I know the song or no, I am a girl and I don't know the song or I'm a guy and I know the song. And I'm pretty sure my hypothesis is right, which is it's the ultimate chick song. Which okay. is like, for some reason, only like a large majority of girls know the song, but like guys have never heard of it. Okay, so you want me to for some if I exit out of the app, I can't hear you, so I'll do that. Um, but I just can't hear you for a second. But okay, you we want can, me we can do this afterwards. But oh, I thought you were gonna want to have real time um, responses. Wait, 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 you can you can do group me on like your laptop, you know? Oh, you're you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay, so, so do I can that. make four. <laughs> yeah, four do a poll. Okay, and you're um, looking up your playlist. Yeah, my, my playlist right here is called Any Road. Um, and that's like in reference to one of the songs on the playlist, which is Any Road by George Harrison, which I think is a lovely song about like traveling. Um, and the chorus is like, if you don't know where you're going, any road can take you there. And I'm like, oh, wow. That's a great driving song. Um, so... Oh, I got I got to play the song when I edit stuff into this podcast. Um, the first song on my playlist is "The Boys of Summer" by uh, Don Henley. Do you know who Don Henley is? No. He is. Uh, he used to be the drummer, I believe, for the Eagles in the seventies. Um, like, for some reason, the Eagles are like one of the most popular and successful bands of all time but for some reason no one really talks about them anymore for some reason like okay i don't get that like everyone knows hotel california right yeah and then all the band members like after the eagles ended all had very successful careers but like you can't really name them can you like you can name like one or two but like yeah i wouldn't be able to name them and they also have they their greatest hits album that was released in like the seventies or something. That's that was the number one selling album of the twentieth century. Did you know that? Really? That's no. crazy. Wow. Like not even one of their studio albums, but like their greatest hits. I would that not was, expect that. That is the most selling, most popular album of the twentieth century. It beats out Thriller by Michael Jackson. Wow, that's crazy. But like, I don't know. They're not like that household of a name. You would think they're not like Michael Jackson. Yeah, I would think Michael Jackson is more recognizable. Is, yeah, well known by everyone. Anyways, so the first song in my driving playlist is from the um, 
is from the drummer, like after the Eagles broke up, the Boys of Summer. That's like a really angsty '80s sounding song. If you listen to it later, like it fits perfectly when when you're driving. Let's move on to the other section of the show, which we're going to talk about sandwiches. We would... <laughs> this is going to be such a random transition. <laughs> There's no way to, like, I guess the, the good the good transition between driving and sandwiches is that is America, like, in a nutshell. It is, if you if you had to describe America to like anyone else like what two key words would you use um i would say driving and food because that is Mm -hmm. that is very american like you don't really have drive-throughs in the rest of the world but like yeah that is such an american thing drive-throughs like you're so lazy to get out of your own car (laughs) that you just literally drive through a place grab like some food and eat in your car plus like back in the day like you would just pull up to a place and like a high schooler in rollerblades would just come up to you yeah Yeah. and like carry out and like stick something on your window windowsill or whatever on your car door and you would just eat like some ribs in your car (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's still places like that um, one of like the main places I went to this summer we went for like ice cream and just food and everything they had that option you could just park in front and someone would come out but we never did it because I was like I just feel too bad doing that I could walk <laughs> five steps inside or just sit here and make you come outside and serve me like no I, I actually feel very uncomfortable eating inside a car like you know I'm fine with like other people like if they have something in my car they can go ahead and eat I just personally feel very uncomfortable because, like, in my head, that's not the setting to eat food. Like, I don't feel comfortable sitting in a car and eating food. I need I like, a table snacks in the me. car. I wouldn't eat, like, a full-out meal. or a <laughs> Like a burger eat. and, like, a Yeah, shake. I eat, like, snacks or, like, I don't know, like, a bar or something, like, handheld, you know? But um, one of the girls I work with this summer said she would bring a bowl of cereal in the car every morning and eat that on the way to school and i was like how how do you a bowl like, of cereal bowl of cereal with milk and a, eating with a spoon that's, while driving 
That's an episode of It's Always Sunny. I mean, Ian, I think I've eaten yogurt with a spoon in the car before, but... <laughs> I've never eaten anything with a cup, with a spoon or utensil in the car. It's hard. I would not recommend it. I don't like doing it. It makes you feel like you're doing distracted driving. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if if you need a utensil to eat something, like that should not be yeah. like no, I agree. Your go-to I agree. food. <laughs> yeah. Like, that impairs your driving. Also for me, like I can use my right hand to eat, but it's just way slower and way more shaky so that's what i had to do because i had the yogurt in the cup holder and i just went right hand get it with a spoon and so it just like it took so much concentration just to be eating yogurt that it was not it was not worth it it took much more effort than the yogurt actually was worth kathleen like i thought i already knew you fairly well Um, (laughs) the the more i listen to you talk throughout the past hour i am like i am in shock like i can't imagine you driving like like i pull up next to you in my car i look over and it's like you eating some yogurt and little do i know you're also barefoot <laughs> that is the most reckless driving i've ever i don't normally do that okay. in my life i'm Kathleen. a very safe driver everyone that is like ridiculous like the liberties you take in your car while driving like did you not take like driver's ed to like safe driving and like driver okay you drive out of the dmv without shoes with some yogurt and a spoon in your mouth (laughs) what next you're like talking on the phone too yeah okay I haven't done that for a long time, so <laughs> we're just going to move past that. Um, anyways, I was uh, I was listening to a French comedian last night. Like, apparently he's like the Seinfeld of France or whatever. Okay. Um, and I was like dying because he was talking about how weird it is in America. Like, there's so much food everywhere. Like, where if you if you want food, you can stop in like any basically like place on a block and they have food right like, yeah that's true there are restaurants everywhere and then he's also complaining about like even if you don't want food you just <laughs> get like signs of food and like they're just popping up everywhere and he's complaining like cheesecake factory <laughs> factory how much cheesecake are you guys eating <laughs> you need a factory <laughs> like that is kind of true Ew. I mean, there's food everywhere. It's very true. Like, how much food? Like, he was also talking about, I think he was, like, riffing on uh, IHOP. And he's all like, International House of Pancakes? It's only in America. (laughs) (laughs) What's international about it? (laughs) You don't have it in Europe. Um, (laughs) And I think he was also, like, complaining about all-you-can-eat buffets. Because, like... It's it's not like all you all you want buffet. It's all you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's disgusting. Stuff yourself all you can eat. <laughs> Do you want any more? No. <laughs> like, can you eat more? <laughs> that's that's disgusting. Um, yeah. Anyways, we're gonna talk about sandwiches because we were we were. I, f- I found this out um, while reading a article recently 
Um, and all the memories started flashing back to me where I was wrong. But apparently, the form of bread called Dutch Crunch only really exists in Northern California and nowhere else. And I just assumed that, that was like a standard choice of bread if you want to like order a sandwich. Like at a, at a deli or something. You know, so... Almost. Most places you would go to order a sandwich in your area, they would have that. Yeah, like everyone knows what you're talking about. If you're going around to like a random sandwich spot or whatever in San Francisco, and you just say like, "Hey, let me get that sand, let me get a turkey sandwich." On let me Dutch get that crunch. Dutch crunch. Wait, Dutch yeah, crunch. Like, okay. Dutch crunch. Um, and and then like all the memories came back to me that on like the East Coast when I'd go to like a sandwich place or whatever, and I would say, hey, can I get, like, a roast beef on Dutch Crunch? And, like, they look at me, like, Dutch Crunch? And I'm like, oh, if you don't have it, I'll just get, like, you know, Italian urban cheese or, like, plain roll or whatever. And, like, move on. But it never occurred to me that, like, Dutch Crunch does not exist anywhere else. That is true. <laughs> like, in in Europe, it's called, or, like, in the Netherlands, it's called um, Tiger Bread. It's, like, mm-hmm. nicknamed Tiger Bread. Because I don't think they want to like just refer to like their own bread as like Dutch crunch. Dutch bread, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently, like, so let me describe this wonderful bread to you. <laughs> um, it's it looks like a regular sandwich. Um, it looks like a regular sandwich roll, um, but but before you bake it, I think they uh, they like brush on some rice. Like, I don't know, some, some, some sort of rice, sort of, um, I don't want to say sauce, but like... Like, kind of like an egg wash type thing that you brush yeah, on top of bread. Basically, yeah. you put it on top of that, and then you bake it, and then by the time you take it out, um, on top of the bread, it looks like, it looks sort of like a tiger's sort of, like, pattern, and you have, like, these mini sort of plateaus or whatever of like a glazed over rice and when you take a bite out of the bread it's kind of crunchy um it tastes uh very like i wouldn't say sweet it's it definitely it doesn't have sweetness to it is that the appeal of it the the, the top part I, i i think the appeal of the bread is the texture when you bite into it it's crunchy on the top like there's there's a good crust on top of the bread while you're eating your sandwich and it doesn't feel like soft and it doesn't just like you know you you like that texture when you're eating a sandwich i want to try to make this bread now i should try to make it at home i don't i don't don't think it's hard to make i think it's really easy it's probably like a basic bread with whatever this extra thing is on top yeah i think you basically just like get like some sort of rice glaze or whatever or, like, mm-hmm. you make it yourself, and you just, like, put it on top of a standard roll, and you bake it. And apparently, it's not a thing on the East Coast or whatever. And yeah. I just read I just read this article saying, like, it is the best bread you've never heard of. And I'm like, I've definitely heard of this bread. <laughs> yes, I've never heard of it. This conversation started today with Lucas asking me, do you know what Dutch Crunch is? And you thought it was something else. And I was like, um, is this something sexual? <laughs> like, why does, no! why, does, why does everything with the word Dutch 
have to be sexual. <laughs> like, oh, I just figured it was something I had never heard of, and I was like, all right, let me know. What is it? <laughs> it's bread. Um, it's just bread. <laughs> it's, like, my go-to order for, like, a sandwich bread. Um, my second go-to is sourdough, because sourdough in San Francisco is really good. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I thought sourdough was your main claim to fame. From your in, San Francisco, in San Francisco, I think that's our most famous bread. Like sourdough, San Francisco sourdough is like famous from like it's clam chowder and you get like clam chowder bread bowl or like you just have like sourdough sandwiches or whatever. Like that's all really good. But like when I'm ordering sandwiches, I normally order Dutch crunch. And I okay. didn't know that was just like a Bay Area thing. That's so weird. <laughs> Anyways, what, what do you normally order sandwich with? Um... I mean, I guess just a normal roll would be like an Italian roll or on rye or something like that is popular in this area. I mean, for us, I think most popular has just been like a types of Italian bread. So like an Italian, like um, hard roll or like long roll, things like that. And it's just like regular bread. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing more like a bagel. Bagels are claim to fame. Okay. And... Is, is it because of the water? Because I keep hearing that. Is that, like, actually, yes. like, a thing? Apparently, someone was telling me that other um, states, if they want to have um, a real, like, New York or New Jersey bagel, they actually ship in water from this area, which I don't really know why the water makes it taste different, because that's what I've heard for um, bagels and for the pizza and everything, why our stuff is so much better. It's from the water, but I don't really know what would make it be different? Maybe it's because it's of the minerals or something in the water? I don't know. <laughs> I heard somewhere that it's not the minerals, but it's the pollution. <laughs> uh, oh, great. <laughs> Love like, it. You get, you get that specific, like, taste from, like, how polluted the water is. That good New Jersey pollution. <laughs> great. Although, we can't really talk, because we just had, like, so much smoke in San Francisco. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's not really your fault. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> Well, it was so bad, and I wasn't even here for the worst of it. I was in yeah. Hawaii for the worst of it, and then I came. Yeah. I came back on like the day immediately after its peak, mm-hmm. and you know when you're in Hawaii, you're enjoying like the cleanest air possible. Yeah, like you have like the ocean air, and you have like the forest there. You have like the tropical rainforest. Um, it's so clean and so clear and the water is like beautiful and you hop on that plane and everyone's like, wow, that was really relaxing. Time to head back home. And you immediately land, you like fly over San Francisco and you're all like, oh, looks like the fog is in <laughs> and you land. You're like, that's not fog. <laughs> and, like, inhaling. You, like, yeah. As soon as you land and they like, uh, depressurize the cabin or whatever, mm-hmm. like, all that smoke came into the cabin and everyone started coughing. Oh my and gosh. Like, and I was like, oh no, this is really bad. And I'm like texting my cousin who's picking me up. And I'm all like, yo, like pick me up as soon as possible. Like, this is pretty bad. She's all like, I got you a mask. I'm all like, oh my, oh my God, God, MVP. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah, it was really bad. And I was like looking at pictures of um, like my friends um, who were taking pictures in the city. And they're all like, yeah, we can't see like ten feet in front of us, um, and we're wow. like we're like wearing firefighters and like carpenters like masks to like walk around in the city, and it was crazy. They like the, in in the city they actually um, 
opened up all the uh, public services and like opened up all the like buildings or whatever. So people didn't have to be outside on the sidewalk and you can just walk wow. to anywhere and you can just like stand there and like, you know, just of so you can there. stay safe. Um, yeah. And they like, they made all the um, public transit free in the Bay Area. Um, okay. So like people wouldn't have to like bike or like walk around you just hop on like a train and go somewhere wow that's great uh i think the best thing they did actually was they opened up all the museums for free uh for kids on the weekends so like you don't have to stay um you don't play outside but you like go to a museum for free mm-hmm. yeah like breathe clean air so that's good for them yeah um uh, yeah it was, it was pretty bad for like a bit which is crazy yeah. But that's a good excuse for me to stay inside. <laughs> I must stay inside. <laughs> stay inside, catch up on the good place. You know how it is. <laughs> um, speaking of TV shows, um, you need to watch um, Forever. Okay. Which is like, I can't say much about the show. It's only eight episodes and they're like 20 minutes each. Okay, that's um, pretty short. I don't know if you have Amazon Prime or whatever. Um, I honestly don't even know. Um, so you can like maybe. you can like look it up. I think yeah. like it's it's Fred Armisen um, and Maya Rudolph. Um, okay, and you watch like the first episode, and you're all like, "What is the show even about?" Like you're just confused. And then the second episode, you're like, "I'm still so confused." And then the <laughs> like the entire thing, you're so confused about it. And I can't even describe. Right. <laughs> Sounds- I can't. I can't describe exactly what it is, but I can tell you that you're going to laugh a very little amount and then feel very melancholy the entire like time. <laughs> okay. It's, it's so weird. Should I watch it or not? Like, it's really good. It's really, it's like really well made, but it's just so surreal and so high concept of a TV show that like, you know, it's just hard. It's hard to describe. Okay. I mean, I'll try it out. I'll try anything. See how it <laughs> I'll try is. Anything. <laughs> um, another show we're watching is Hill House. So people, yes. you guys need to watch that. It's it's better than the actual book it's based off, which is surprising. Like, the book I is watched... good, but, like, the show is really, like... I think I'm halfway through right now. I've watched through episode five. Um, it's yeah like the acting's pretty good the story's interesting um warning it is a horror show i don't think it's that scary though that's what i was going to say i mean it's it's not that scary but it's it's dreadful yeah it's like a little creepy and there are some it's also a very quiet show like the entire time is just so silent so that makes it even scarier when something happens i guess but i wouldn't necessarily say it's scary show like if you're watching a horror movie that's like scares you there's not really that many things like that because it's episodes you know it's, i don't it's think not it's... it's not too jump scary i think yeah. it, it relies more on the sense of dread that you know mm-hmm. something bad's gonna happen and you feel yeah bad that's true and i that, feel that... so bad for the characters i'm just like wow these people have had a hard life <laughs> like th- that's where most of the emotion comes from, which is that sense of like, um, you kind of know, um, 
you know, the pain that they're going through. Uh, yeah. So highly recommend that show. To, to also, whoever. all the characters on it, I know you commented on this, all the actors are so attractive in the oh, entire yeah. show. It's, it's, it's unreasonable how attractive those people <laughs> and are. For some reason, even though I've watched half of the show, I still get confused who's who because I feel like all of the sisters look the same. So I'm like, wait, which one is this again? They're supposed to look similar, you know, because they are related. I, that makes sense, but I don't know. I'm like, wait, who, are, you, are you saying all white people look alike? I mean, these white people do. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is true. Sometimes I got confused with the names and stuff like that. I'm like, wait a second. I thought that was, you know, yeah. whoever. Oh, and one other thing. Um, you know, the intro. Did you ever watch Westworld? No, I actually never watched Westworld. Okay. Because the intro to Hill House sounds like almost exactly like the Westworld intro. Um, I, think the, so I think the people who did the Westworld intro like also did the like the same production yeah. house also did. I think they're like think a famous so. production house that like specializes only in making like TV intros now. Hmm. I think they also did Stranger Things intro. So Oh really? Okay, that's cool. So yeah. yeah, that's a good show. I would recommend it. Stranger Things. Um, so yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know how long we should make this podcast because I feel like it's getting <laughs> a little long. We can check yes. back in on our poll. I don't think we had um, anyone. Not many responses. Let me just refresh it again. We've only had it open. We for actually, we, we actually didn't even talk much about the specific like songs we listen to now. Or driving, but whatever. It's all good. Oh, oh we got four total votes. Okay. Um, Mine's not loading right now. No, I am a guy. I don't know the song. Interesting. I think we need more. We need more of a sample size. Okay, we need to check yes, back. In. I am a girl, and I know the song. No, I am a girl. I don't know the song. <laughs> so we only have one person who knows the song, and it's a girl. Four. Okay, well, yeah, we can check back in um, once we have more votes because out of four votes, it's not that um, reliable. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else we want to like randomly talk about to add to the show? Um, I did. I did get a huge kick out of hearing you talk about like your driving habits. I think that might be <laughs> the funniest thing. Oh God. <laughs> I'm a good driver. <laughs> you driving around in your Subaru or whatever? Yeah, in my Subaru. <laughs> Barefoot with some yogurt. <laughs> How much more like granola can I get? Barefoot. <laughs> Eating some granola and yogurt. <laughs> like, are you driving? Or are you just like... Just chilling. <laughs>
Well, that's it for this episode of Conspiracy Theories. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to listen to our next podcast um, coming out in the future. Eventually. I swear we're getting better at this. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah, I think that's good enough. Okay. <laughs>